This is episode one of Grace, Grit, and All the Other Shit, a podcast about entrepreneurship. I'm Mary Hanlon, and I'm the host of this episode. Today, I'm just going to give you a super brief rundown on my background, my business, and that's it. Um, There was no episode last week because I had a hacking cough, so hopefully... We are mostly through that and we'll make it through this episode without any of that. I am committed to not editing the solo episode and just hitting record and full send. So coffee and fit notwithstanding, we're going to continue that. So my name's Mary, and I have a business. The LLC is People Paraphernalia. Underneath that LLC, I have one major product. It is a toilet spray. So a lot of people are familiar with toilet sprays now. However, if you aren't familiar with the concept of a toilet spray, it is a scented liquid that you shake up really well and then spray a couple sprays to the surface of toilet bowl water before you use the bathroom and it creates a barrier on the top of the water that then traps bathroom odors when you are using the restroom. There's a bunch of different toilet spray brands around. There's drops. There's, there's a lot of them now. Um, So I started my own toilet spray company under my LLC and the name of the product is Life is Shit. Now, I decided to name it Life is Shit because of my personal story. So I was born in 1980. Um, My mom had preeclampsia and was helicoptered from our hometown of Lewiston, Idaho to a hospital in Spokane, Washington, where I was delivered by emergency C-section and found to have a ruptured appendix. So that was removed. I went into the NIC unit, the neonatal intensive care unit to recover. Um, sometime after that, I developed intestinal necrosis, which is where like everything moving through your guts isn't working properly and they start to rot out and get infected in like layman's terms. So they went back in, did another surgical procedure, removed whatever was bad there and put me back together. Um, nowadays they try to keep track of how much they remove and where they remove it from. We're learning more and more about how important the digestive system is to the functioning of the rest of the body. But in 1980, that wasn't anything that was in my records. Uh, my records are now gone. And all I know at this point is my ileocecal valve that connects the large intestine and the small intestine is gone. And and who knows how much else. So um, I stayed there for a little while and then I came home and started living life. Um, recovery from an intestinal resection is kind of weird. A lot of people end up on feeding tubes and I'm grateful 
that I was always able to eat orally and never needed any tube feeding or colostomy elimination. Um, There are a lot of people that when they have resections, the amount removed is so extreme that they do have to at least supplement with tube feeding. Um, That wasn't my experience, but you know, um, you can't just take parts of the gut out and have it totally return to normal we have learned so growing up was a bit of a learning curve what I could eat what I couldn't eat there's things that you're sensitive to Um, obviously the pathway is shorter so the transit time is shorter and because you can't digest everything um, the ileocecal valve stops that digestion process for a while so that you can absorb nutrients Um, process fats more a bunch of stuff I'm not a doctor or a nutritionist so I encourage you to seek out more qualified information online if you are more interested in the inner workings of the inner workings Um, so it led to a lot of awkwardness when I was a kid and by junior high the best way to get around that awkwardness I had learned was to just not eat when I was at school um so I just didn't I'd come home and demolish like a family-sized box of Uncle Ben's wild rice or a family-sized box of stovetop stuffing or both but I wasn't having breakfast in the morning I wasn't having lunch at school because it was really just impossible to fit in going from one class to another class to another class to another class um when when my body decided that it needed to use the bathroom you know sometimes I'd have like a minute to make that trip and sometimes that was just impossible and it remains that way through college where I just got used to going the whole day without eating food I got used to you know just pushing through the like blood sugar drop when everything gets kind of blurry and black and you know um I never passed out so I assume things were going all right um and so that was my experience when I got older I did, um, I joke nowadays that I managed, I got a job in a fast food restaurant and I kind of abused my body into tolerating certain foods. It can still be very hit or miss. Um, in 2020, I found a Facebook group for people living with a condition that you can have as a result of an intestinal resection or other, um, abdominal digestive area surgical procedures. And it's called short gut syndrome. I don't have any kind of official diagnosis. I don't have a GI team. I don't have a nutritionist. A lot of these people do have this support and need that support to be able to live day to day. And what I've learned being in that group is you never find out exactly what's going to work for you all the time, every day, because that's going to change um, individually within your body. And we kind of know that's true for everyone now. And 
across the board one person living with a resection even if they had the exact same resection procedure their lived experience is not going to be the same as another person with exactly the same and so that's been useful information for me um once I got old enough to kind of be going to friends more dating dining out things like that um it was an embarrassing situation you couldn't just you know show up to have coffee with somebody and then not have coffee with them <laughs> like no I'll just have water I'm just here to sit in this chair and be awkward which I already was I didn't need extra help being awkward um so by that time this product called poopery had hit the national market and most people are familiar with poopery it was maybe not the very first toilet spray ever on the market but it definitely was the first to hit nationwide market saturation and become well known you know it ended up in hallmark it ended up in target it ended up um you can pick it up at your local grocery store you can get it all over um so i started using that product and to say that it was like a life changer is kind of an understatement it was a really big deal for me it helped me feel a lot less um, embarrassed less ashamed there's a lot of feelings tied up in having gut issues we have a lot of shame around human elimination in in general and so when that's something that is beyond your control to a certain level and unpredictable to a certain level and can put you in really embarrassing awkward situations it's just a shitty feeling really um and i think that that's it's funny that we use that word you know that's how internalized that feeling of ugh, right and for good reason right like we shouldn't you know if there's don't shit where you sleep don't shit where you eat etc etc right like we're eliminating waste it's a natural thing um all living organisms have a way to eliminate waste but it's also malodorous and kind of icky and we want it away from our nice living spaces and we don't want the smell of it interrupting our fancy nice first world lives and so we have all of these products to try and cover this up and well I'd found one that I could use and it was effective I really didn't like the smell I went through a period where I really tried to eliminate a lot of fragrances and scents in my life and um a lot of these are actually all natural products. It's, you know, pretty easy. You can Google the ingredients. There's a whole bunch of natural cleaning and home products that are really easy to make yourself. So I decided that that's what I was going to do. I was going to make my own toilet spray because I didn't like the scent profiles of the ones that I was using. So I started making my own. And then one day I thought maybe maybe I'll make this a side hustle right like everybody has a side hustle nowadays and maybe I can make this a side hustle that will make me enough money that I can get a referral to a GI specialist and a nutritionist and maybe I can get 
some imaging done. I wanted to know what exactly I was working with. Um, I wanted to know if I had adhesions and where they were. That's where like the scar tissue inside your body kind of like just keeps building and building and creates a web. And there's just an assortment of things that you, it's good to keep an eye on when you have extra space in your abdominal cavity because they've taken some of the plumbing out. Um, and so I kind of thought maybe I could turn this side hustle into a way to make some money so that I could pay for that level of medical care, which was out of reach given my current budget and income because it can be pretty expensive. And since I'm not currently having issues, I don't know if it would even be something that was covered by an insurance policy. And it just wasn't something I wanted to dive into without some supplemental income to help pay for that cost. So I decided that I would start conceptualizing the product. Um, I took Sophia Amoruso's business class and it was amazing. It helped me work out the concept and the branding for my product. Um, I learned to develop a pitch. I learned how to write a business plan. I learned so much amazing stuff and I started kind of making the product and kind of messing around a little bit. Didn't get off the ground very much. Came up with a lot of excuses. This was during early COVID. So um, it was 2021. So that's early COVID now, but it wasn't early COVID in 2020. Um, I just was still in the space of wanting to wait until things, quote unquote, returned to normal, you know, until things became more stable in my employment. My children were both young adults. Our youngest graduated in 2020 and turned 18. And so I just had a number of excuses as to why I didn't want to go all in yet. I mentioned in my earlier episode that I had this idea that my husband also had to be like completely, totally 100% secure in his employment and life as well before I could make the leap into working this business. And at a certain point in time, I realized, and a lot of people talk about, there's not going to be a perfect time. Everything's not going to be just where you want it, just right for the amount of time that it's going to take you to start a business. Um, and on a kind of on a whim, I applied for Terrain's Creative Enterprise. Terrain is an arts nonprofit based in Spokane, Washington, and Creative Enterprise is put on in collaboration with Spaceworks, which is out of Tacoma, Washington. And it's a 12-week program where they take you through the super fine details of your business plan and your pitch. And so I decided one-on-one um, -on -one therapy was really helpful in getting me to a headspace to be able to take these kinds of chances, which I would have talked myself out of before um, I applied I applied while I was out of town and I didn't have all of the materials that I would have preferred to have for Mary's perfect version of the application, but I 
pushed through my discomfort and said, you know, I'm going to apply anyway. If I don't get in, that's the same as if I don't apply. If I do get in, maybe everything changes. And so I applied and I did get in and everything did change. I mean, that sounds like a lot to put on a little 12 week program, but it's really true. You know, we worked on our pitches. We developed 30 second, 60 second, minute, three minute pitches. We did them every week we came in. We really did them through shaking and tears and emotions. And we were able to get really vulnerable about our entrepreneurship journeys. And it was the first time that I really learned how to tell the story of my product in relation to my lived experience, which is such a big reason. I mean, the idea for the product exists solely because of my lived experience. So uh, that ended in June of 2023 when we pitched our pitch deck with graphics that we designed. Um, shout out to Canva for their template. I used a template and it was amazing. We worked with business coaches. We had instructors um, that taught throughout the 12-week course and then had guests like attorneys, um, insurance agents, accountants, other entrepreneurs and business owners, people that had previously gone through creative enterprise all came and spoke and it was such an amazing experience. I really am going to shout out and encourage you guys to find um, terrain out of Spokane on your social media platforms and give them a follow. I'm going to tell you to find Sophia Amoruso and business class and give her a follow. Um, there's people out there really working to get the average human with a big idea the support and information they need to start working on that and execute it and one of the most important things I learned in creative enterprise I think the very first day we showed up they said you know like it's gonna be one hurdle after another after another bullshit after bullshit after bullshit in this life of working for yourself of running a business it doesn't matter if you're gonna be like a one-man shop doing design work or if you want to scale to a handful of employees or if you want to scale to a larger corporate entity at the end game um gonna be amazing and awesome and also a, a bunch of sh bullshit and and it has been you know I set the goal of launching this podcast and doing weekly episodes and then week three I couldn't make it through two minutes of talking without a coughing fit and didn't launch the episode um today I wanted to come up I didn't want to sit down and record this episode this morning I wanted to wait until this afternoon um but I also want to get these episodes out early on Thursday mornings so I just sucked it up sat down and did it and so that's my story thanks for listening I'm hoping to have my first guest on in January in early January um next week I don't know if I'll do another solo episode I'm also um talking to my husband about having him hop on and share a little bit about his journey and so we'll just see. 
I'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, guys. Bye.